Howdy Oaks, and welcome to Bacon and Eggs, a silly little podcast. <laughs> it's been a minute. I was not expecting you to come in with that. I know we just talked about what we were going to do. I was not expecting you to come in with that energy, that like, hello, Yokes. Welcome hello. to Bacon and Eggs. My a silly name is Tyler Harlan. I want to give you guys an update on me, and then I'll let Ethan give an update on him, and then I think we'll just kind of chat for a little bit about, you know, a state of the podcast together. Uh, me. I turned 30. I really like my professional career in a way that I didn't know that I could like my professional career. Like, I've liked jobs I've had before, but not like I like this job I have now, if that makes sense. Yeah, then that, that tracks. Uh, you, you. To be fair, though, you have said that about every job you've had. I know I have, and and what's so weird is I know, like, I know that I say it's different every time. It really is different every time. Yeah, I, no, I have no problem believing that. Uh, I also, within the past two weeks, have had an absolute mental breakthrough. Like, I woke up Tuesday of last week, not depressed anymore. Oh, just and just I realized cured. I had. Just like, I mean, I wrote a little bit of a high, right, as that happened, and I have kind of not like leveled back to where I was, but I'm leveling out a little bit. Uh, but I realized when I woke up that morning that I thought I'd been depressed for maybe like a year or maybe the past couple months. I had been depressed since like senior year of college, like really depressed. The one where you, you quit in the middle of the year and went home? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think I ever truly recovered from that. Uh, I've had a lot of high moments. I've had a lot of good things happen in my life, and I am i didn't wake up upset that I'm at where I'm at. I'm very happy to have worked hard and achieved the things that I've achieved. Uh, but I have also achieved more in the past two weeks than, like, personally and on personal development than I had in, like, the entire year leading up to that. I've done more, like, big things. Like, I had a child during that time, right? So that was obviously bigger than doing better at work. Well, I mean, but just like, your third kid. <laughs> that's that's as I've good as anybody others. can get at practicing for having a child. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, I, I genuinely have, like, been able to, like, sticking to a routine, remembering to do, like, simple executive function things. Like, I didn't realize that, like, other people don't have a hard time seeing that there's like dishes that need to be done and then just getting up and doing them. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. Like I'd say one of the big ones that I haven't really been sticking to since I lived in a townhouse was like every day this week, I've walked the dogs at least once for 20 minutes and it has not been a challenge to find that time. That is a refreshing idea. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, I didn't like, I forgot that that could happen. Um, I'm sure your dogs are thankful. They're super thankful. Yeah. They very much enjoy that. Um, but that's, I mean, that's kind of zooming in a lot, but on the flip side of that, Ethan and I, five years ago when we started this podcast, uh, were really passionate about making something together. And as we did the podcast about movies over time, our passion for movies grew, uh, and it would wax and wane a little bit, but it has gotten to a point for me where it has waned almost entirely. Uh, I, it's not that I don't like movies, that I'm not interested in watching movies, but my interest in creating something about the industry or about the medium has all but gone. But that, but my desire to create something is not it's true. Gone. Um, and and five years ago, part of this is five years ago. It was a space where I got to think about how to say this carefully because, like, the way the what I mean is not bad, but what I I am trying to say could end up like. It is a space where the things that were lauded in movies uh, looked a lot more like us. And not, what do you mean by well, that? Not that like what. Well, uh, you know, not that our voices are no longer matter or whatever, but it's like I don't have anything to say about Best Picture winner, everything, everywhere, all at once. I like I got I, at nothing. least I don't. I got nothing. I know that it was. I haven't seen it, but I know that it was very, very good, and I'm sure if I watch it, I will enjoy it very I, much. I, I have plenty of things to say about it. Um, I do think it is maybe more than any of the other ones in the last ten years uh, worth everyone's time, um, and I, I don't really want to entertain a, a point to the contrary on that because it is truly just a delightful piece of of beautiful storytelling um and then there's also just like a good movie on top of it but like i got nothing to say about it that's of any interest to or should be of any interest to anybody because i don't i don't yeah i know what you're saying i feel like i i know that if i bring any negative critique to a lot of the greatest films that are being made right now 
it will almost only be colored by my inherent biases. Right. And it's and part of it is just like, you know, what what you and I have to say, you know, we're two uh, chuckle fucks from Roanoke, Virginia who started making a podcast about Iron Man five years ago, right? And we rapidly found ourselves in a conversation that we wanted to be involved in, but had no real like right to be involved in. Uh, yeah. Knowing nothing about the industry, how things get made, and then just like kind of going from there. And like, I would say that I uh, I have enjoyed this time that we've taken away from the podcast because I can just like watch movies that we're never going to talk about on here. And I don't feel compelled to go see something I don't want to see because, you know, like I have to. I also feel like uh, during that time, and, and this kind of goes along with what you're saying. You know, when I was 25 and we started doing this show, I was very interested in talking about basically the same topics that my brothers were talking about. You know, I wanted, we started with Marvel. I wanted to talk about Harry Potter. I wanted to talk about uh, Star Wars and, you know, all of those and, and like the Disney animated classics and the Disney animated films of today. And I still very much enjoy all of those genres and all of those movies, but I just don't have the same kind of interest to, I don't know, like drive the narrative on them and the public opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I just kind of want to sit down and watch the Mandalorian and like, all right, I enjoyed that. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't want to have to think about is Rosario Dawson a bad person. And, and like, I get that this is like ignorance coming full circle. And I, Rosario Dawson's not a bad person. That's not who I'm thinking of. Uh, maybe she yeah, is, is, actually. I it's, don't even it know. It is who you're thinking of. No, yes. no. Rosario Dawson. No. No, I'm thinking of Cara Dune. No, you're also thinking of Rosario Dawson. Either way, that's exactly the point I'm trying to make. It's like, I just want to freaking watch these shows because I enjoy them. And, you know, if the people that make them are bad, then I need to, like, I, I'm getting to a point where I can just accept that, like, a lot of people make them. Yeah. Okay. Some of those people are bad actors. Some of those people are bad animators. I just can't put the energy into it that I did previously. And that's not to say that I don't care and don't still advocate for all the things that I advocate for. I just, I don't want to be in that space anymore. Yeah. I never wanted to talk about most of the things we talked about on the podcast. You know, I went along with it because I understood that like, if I wanted to make a podcast, that was the sort of easiest route for it. And I fell in love with what we did and and the shows we made together. And I like, I gave a lot of movies chances that I probably never would have. And I found a lot of movies I really like that I probably never would have. Um, I also watched a lot of crap I had no interest in watching and, you know, then said some things about it on the internet. Nice things, mean things, whatever. But, like, I don't ever want to have to watch Rat- Ratatouille again. And, I'm like, I don't I don't want to have to. Um, you know? St- crap like that, man. Just, like, movies I'm not interested in. So we covered, we covered a lot of them. Um, I have no desire to see the new Little Mermaid movie. Not because... Uh, it's got a Black Little Mermaid. I think that's that's awesome. I just, I can't stand the story. I hate the story. I didn't like the first one. I don't like the songs very much, you know? And and so it's like, it's almost a relief that like, that for whatever reason, we, we fell out of touch with this thing. And, and, and like, I could just go back to kind of figuring out what I want to watch for myself. Um, and I, it's this is sounding really ungrateful to people that like watched us and listened to us talk about these things for a long time. Um, and I absolutely am grateful for every single person that's ever listened to this podcast. I love every conversation that we've had, positive, negative, medium uh, about movies and, and and like I said I found a lot of movies that I never would have of liked otherwise like I probably n- never would have watched the Thor movies like in, including Thor Ragnarok if it not had been for this podcast you know I definitely wouldn't probably not have gone to see Ant-Man and the Wasp a couple months ago not Ant-Man and the Wasp uh the the, the, the new one the new Ant-Man the new Ant-Man Qu- Quantumania you know it just wasn't something I was super I terribly Ant-Man interested in. I like the MCU um uh and but you know, I, I I totally get what you're saying. And, um, with with this and, podcast yeah, I has mean, come I've, a lot of pressure, and I just still work for the Super Carlin Brothers, so like, there's only so much I can I can be out on that stuff, just because like that's what Ben and Jonathan are interested in. Um, but like, there has always been also, like a lot of pressure to be like, oh yeah, man, I love Hercules, great movie. I fucking hate Hercules. I can't Hercules I can't stand Hercules uh, or Star Wars: The Clone Wars. And so like, there is some relief. So I guess the the point of this is that Tyler and I are taking a step back. From movies, I think that has been the thing that has kept this podcast held back for the last year of our lives. You know, around this time last year, Tyler told me he wanted to take a hiatus, and that was like, you know, not not a bottom like ten, but like at least like a bottom twenty-five day of my life. Um, uh, I love making the podcast. I love this thing that we do. I also think, and this will be the final point I'll say on on why we're changing the format and kind of trying some new things. Uh, Podcasting is not what it was no. five years ago. No. 
You know, like everybody, you know, when, when the McElroys, even a year and a half ago, put out a book that was like, everyone has a podcast and you should too. Everybody didn't have a podcast yet. Also, that book is pretty much irrelevant now. Yeah, All the advice yeah, given was, in that book is irrelevant. And and at the time, I think we were like, let's make this thing because I want podcasting to be my full-time career. And I mean, if that ever comes in the future, sure, that would be very cool. I can almost guarantee it will not be through the route of Bacon and Eggs. Bacon and Eggs and Movie Lovers podcast where two white guys that aren't famous talk about movies was never going to be the ticket that you and I thought it was when we were 24. Correct. Which is and fine. You know, we've which had is a lot of fun. We've met a lot of cool people. We've done a lot of cool things. Um, and And it has like dipped into... My professional life, it's dipped into my personal life of like, and, and absolutely your professional life. Like we have definitely developed skills through this that have carried us into oh, our careers. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and that to me, I mean, that is literally your job now. Yeah. <laughs> that to me says that bacon and eggs as it existed was a success. And now we want to try something new with it. Yeah. So this is bacon and eggs, a fill in the blank podcast we don't know what it's going to be right we, we have we do not know what it's going to be we met up a couple weeks ago and had a sort of abbreviated conversation about what uh the future is going to be like um we didn't land on anything because i think both of us were like a little nervous about how the conversation was going to go um and it went fine and at the end of the day we figured out that like it's things are a lot harder for both of us than they used to be for many different reasons um you know, Tyler has has three kids that he didn't have when when he he um, I have a spouse I didn't have. Well, uh, <laughs> barely. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think that your, the episode that you left for your wedding was like episode 18. Not even. No, because I it would have been uh, way before that because we started in October and I got married in December. I don't. OK, hold on. We could fact check this real quick. Yeah. Um, you and Ben talked about Frozen. Or we talked about The Last Jedi, Tyler. The Last Jedi, the Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie, um, because he has since radically changed his opinion on how he feels about The Last Jedi for the negative. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, I have proof, Ben, that you thought it was rad. Because it was rad. I don't want to have that conversation anymore. I just want to like The Last Jedi. I mean, same. Yeah. You know what happens when I talk to people who have touched grass in the last 365 days about The Last Jedi? They're like, oh, yeah, it was all right. Or they're like... Oh, yeah, no, I really liked that one. That's it. It was literally episode 18, so... No way, yeah. wow. I mean, uh, that's counting, like, the, the Sunday brunches, which is um, how we used to order them back then, right? It's like, we just put everything, like, one, two, three, whatever, you know? Yeah, um, why not? We've put out, like, 300 and something... I just closed out a pod bean. I know that we've covered 143 movies. I thought it was 243. 243 movies is what I meant. We've covered 243 movies... We have released... Why do I not have just a, like, a count of how many episodes we have? This seems like it would be... Because Podbean, in 2017, when we started this, was like an elite program. We've released 307 episodes. Uh, and also, I just realized that I never did Ant-Man. So we have 308 episodes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Well, so there's an episode in the tank about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Spoiler. I liked it. Ethan didn't really like it. I liked it fine. I liked it a lot. I didn't. I said it was clearly not the best Marvel movie in ages. Best Marvel movie in ages, I'd say. It's the third best Ant-Man movie. False. It's at most the second best Ant-Man movie. I watched the first one not too long ago. That movie slaps. I told I you Captain this. Marvel. I told you this when you said that. I was like, you are forgetting how good Ant-Man 1 is. I also watched Captain Marvel recently. Yeah. That movie slaps. I was like, I was watching it almost as like a breath of fresh air. And I was like, you know, I think when I watched this in the past, I was really fighting to like it a lot because I wanted to like really agree with what it stood for. But I kind of just watched it with like, whatever eyes and i was like nah this movie straight up slaps this movie's awesome i'll tell you what they have done a good job of making the mcu not as fun as it used to be <laughs> <laughs> the mcu and star wars is like this a little bit but star wars doesn't have feature length films anymore uh coming out alongside of all the other stuff at the moment at least uh but like the mcu is exhausting right now yeah. And I think that, that was the thing is like we were we were on it. We were like we do the Monday Lorian, we do the Monday Lorian, we do Marvel Mondays. We cover all the, all the Marvel shows, and then it was like we got Moon Knight, Captain Marvel, uh, get, 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 get. and I was just like, no, okay, we lost that one. Got it. We the, 
We said you set us a challenge and we failed it. And we failed. Um, and I'm okay with that. And that was the point that I think that my love for doing movies on this podcast died a little bit because it, I realized how exhausting it was going to be to try to keep up with Marvel for the next however long phase four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lasts. I also think just generally we have like developed our own interests that I think as young men we were afraid to develop that like like I think I told people I liked like we're, I'm sitting on the set right now and behind me is this Captain America poster I like Captain America well enough I like Iron Man well enough and Spider-Man sure I've read some comics if I was to build a man cave I'm not putting a Captain America this poster wouldn't up be yeah. in it. this wouldn't be in it yeah this would be like a signed picture from uh uh the FedEx field or something. You know what I mean? Like this would be, this would be a, a shadow box of a book from an author that I really care about. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be Captain America. Sure. That's okay. It does not have to be Captain America. I, I, you have my permission to not love Captain America the way you used to when you were 24. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't, I don't, but that's, that's kind of the beauty of how I'm feeling is like, I don't feel like I even need your permission anymore. I, I know. <laughs> and I think at 24, I would have been like, Ethan, can I be a huge fan of the Dallas Mavericks? And you would have been like, no, no, you can't. 2017, 2017. Was Dirk Nowitzki still on the Mavs? I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. That was JJ Barea for sure. Uh Ricky Rubio, maybe. You could have been you could always be a fan of the Mavs. I love Mark Cuban. Yeah, I mean, you I always be a fan I'm of trying Mark to Cuban. think of my answer in 2017 would have been probably anything to get you to stop talking about Washington sports. So, you know, I love, I would have said, sports. as long as you're not a wizards fan, you're doing great. I, I have such a hard time as uh, this show will almost definitely be oftentimes about sports. Uh, I have such a hard time not being a fan of Washington sports teams. Like I just ordered a Mets Jersey, but I kind of want to order a Nats Jersey too, even though they're in like the same division and their rivals. I just can't help it, man. Well, the Nats are terrible. It's the same so. with the wizards. Same with the Wizards and the Hawks. I, I always forget that you're on this this Hawks kick. That one can't stick for some reason. <laughs> it's because maybe it's because the Atlanta Hawks don't feel like a real team. They don't feel like they're like connected to anything else. I know it's very weird. Like it, to, uh, to me, like there there's no link between like the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta Hawks, right? Even though those things seem more similar <laughs> than the Washington Wizards and then the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Um, just let him go back to the bullets, man. The capital bullets. That was better. I had a nightmare. Like, I lit a genuine. I've been on this insomnia medication. I had a genuine insomnia nightmare last night where, like, the medication got me to go to sleep, and I had a very vivid dream. Uh, speaking of bullets, where Emily wanted to buy a gun and would not listen to me when I said, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> we are not putting a gun in yeah. this house. And I don't mean to get, you know, into anything. No. I just... Yeah, you have a very precocious three-and-a-half-year-old that Correct. should not be allowed to have a firearm around. Correct. Because... She is very... I love your wife. Daddy, what that? She's a wonderful person. She would leave it laying around somewhere. <laughs> I, like, in my dream, I remember being like, Emily, we absolutely could not have a gun. And she was like, well, look at this scenario. And had, like, a salesman walk me through <laughs> his childhood home that he could break into and... The only way to stop him was a gun. But at like the foot of the basement stairs was a golf bag. And I was like, nope, I can see exactly how we would beat you. The only weapon you need where it doesn't require me to fire a gun in the same room as my well, children. Also, like that implies that like this man is in your house with intent to harm you. And right, not just right. to like grab some of your shit and leave. Right, yeah. You want my shit? Take, Take it. it. Take it. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of nothing, it anyway. Nothing that I have in this apartment. Well, that's not. I was going to say nothing is like valuable and sentimentally valuable at the same time. That's not entirely true. But like have my TV, dude. Nothing that would be valuable to a robber. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, like that's not entirely true for me, but I'm not just going to like list my important valuables on a podcast. <laughs> Here's my front door code and my address and where yeah. I keep all of my both sentimental and valuable valuables. And by the way, there's no guns here. <laughs> and by here. the way, there's absolutely no guns here. My golf clubs are in the storage unit in the basement. Oh, that sucks. Mine are like that way. Uh, I could. Which this is the basement, so I guess this that's is fair. the storage yeah, unit. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't have like a stairs that just go into the my basement. Like, yeah. I have to go outside. It's like a yeah. cellar, right? That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,. So we're going to do something on this show where we're just going to, I don't know, hang out a little bit. 
be We're boys. Try a I want to try a few things. I want to. I want to try my hand at like. I don't know. Learning. We're gonna stuff. come back to what the the original name for this whole project was, which was Bro Time. But like in a much no, less. No, we're not doing that. Yeah, but like in, in, <laughs> in like an actual like just you know two guys hanging out podcast instead of like two people that have that aren't in traditional Greek life try to be cool radio show. Yeah, which if you could go back and talk to eighteen year old Ethan, would you tell him not to go Greek? I would, I'll take my answer off the air. Wow. I know the answer then. <laughs> I, I think you absolutely know the answer. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, the thing is, Ethan knew the answer when he was, you know, 20, 19. <laughs> Ethan knew the answer when he was 19. He was too broke to rush a second fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know the grades. I think for me, just on the whole topic of it, I don't, like, I don't regret my experience in Fami Alpha at all. Uh, but I think knowing who I am now... I don't think I would have like doubled down on music the way that I did. No. Like I would th- I think if I would sit myself down and be like you have to do something, you have to join an organization of some sort and like try to be a leadership part of it because those are the most invaluable skills you're going to have in college, especially if you stick with this stupid major. Oh, I mean, I this is a stupid question, right? Cuz like everybody that's like, "Oh, I would go back and tell myself in time and tell myself one thing." Like, no, this is a dumbass question. I would do everything different. If I got another shot, like, I love my life. It's great. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. That's boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do it exactly. That sounds the same. so boring. I lived it already. Like, right. It's like, "Oh, if you got a second chance at life, would you do everything?" That- Fuck no. I w- I would I would play just as much FIFA. Yeah, I mean, I would do some things the same, right? Like, <laughs> But I would, you know, I would go to a different college. I would have a different experience, and and, and that would lead me down different paths and different choices. Um, and that's not to say I regret any of the paths of the choices. Like, I met my fiance in college. I, I, you know, we we started this in in college and then after college. But we wouldn't have started this if we didn't go to college together. Um, it's like no, I don't regret any of my choices at all. Do I, you know, do I regret staying in Fami Alpha? No. Do do I regret going to CNU? No. But, like, I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. Um, also, anybody that's like, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to tell myself to invest in Bitcoin or whatever. It's just fucking lying. They're lying. Like, you're going to figure out how to, you're going to go ahead with that knowledge to figure out how to hack cryptocurrency. And and that's fine. You know? Yeah. It'll, if you game the system, it'll pay off. Who cares? It's all ones and zeros, man. Go back in time and tell your dad to invest in Apple. That's, that's you know, every, every, there's a, oh, you, well, if everybody does it. No, everybody can't do it. They don't have a time machine. Like, I have a time machine. What am I talking about? I don't know. What are <laughs> you talking about? I've lost the plot entirely, but... Uh, so let me let me, let me me ask you a question. A long, 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 long story short, we're taking a break on movies. We might come back to it at some point. I did tell Tyler I'd like to do seven more movies so we get to that 250. I just think that's that nice. Clean that clean 250. 250. It's like, oh, I talked about 250 movies on a podcast. That is a nice ring to it. 300 is better, but I'm not I, doing 57 more movies. I think, well, for me, the idea is... That's over a And, and kind of the message I want to leave our listener with... Is I don't want to string you along and say that we're like we're taking a break from movies and we'll come back to it. We have no plan to return to movies, but that doesn't mean we never will. Right? Like we could do this kind of like other thing for a little while and be like, and you know, it was a lot more fun. Movies. Movies. <laughs> well, and, and then we'll do that. And a lot of that just depends on the on the climate of movies that come out, right? Like there might be movies that that make us want to talk about them. So. Uh, let me ask you this, Ethan. Okay. Are you familiar with the, the 2008 Florida Gators? That was Tim Tebow's first national championship? It was Tim Tebow's national championship. Didn't he win two? Uh, he won two. I, yeah, it was his first. It's it's generally considered to be like the most 30 for 30-able team, team right. of all like, time. Cam Newton it was, was Tim on that team. Tebow. Yeah, it was Ke- Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, I just Googled Percy 2008. Harvin, Aaron Hernandez, Pouncey Brothers, Janoris Jenkins, others there's 121 players on that roster 41 of them have been arrested and it's like sort of this like perfect storm for tim tebow the like very christ-centered very religious like it is like the ideal scenario for him to be on a team with like a bunch of junkies I think that was an incredible story. The 2008 Florida Gators. Uh, and Tim Tebow, you know, he's gone on to be a motivational speaker. He's a pundit. Cam Newton had a time in the league. Urban Meyer got arrested. Aaron Hernandez killed a guy. I think that there is a greater perfect storm in sports. I mean, there there are probably dozens because, like, they make 30 for 30s. Yeah, but th- let me... I want to tell you about a group of extraordinary people. Okay. And I call this 
the perfect storm. Are you aware? So when you think of a storm traditionally, what do you think of? I mean, when I think about a storm, I think about a hurricane. Like you think about a hurricane with, and, the, with and what, the spinning and the eye and the the rain and, and the, the destruction and the, destruction and and the, the sky the, turning green and yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about when you think of Norman, Oklahoma? That's that's where the University of Oklahoma is, correct? It is indeed where yeah, the University Boom, of Oklahoma Sooner. is. Um, yes, the Sooner School. Yeah. So. Uh, Norman, Oklahoma, when the school is out of session, has a population of roughly 100,000. So it's kind of the same as like the Blacksburg, Christiansburg, Radford, Roanoke area. Um, and it sort of functions in the same way. Uh, and there have been a lot of really good names to go through Norman, Oklahoma, uh, primarily through the university. The, you know, the Boomer Sooners have put out a lot of big names, a lot of NFL players, a lot of NBA players. Uh, but our story is about Norman North High School. Okay which is a high school in Norman, Oklahoma, that only has five notable alumni. Okay. And up until 2013, had one notable alumni. Okay. Do you know who that notable alumni is? The one notable alumni from Norman North High School prior to 2013. Yes. I don't have a clue. It was, uh, let me see if I can get you to guess it. They were a YouTuber who in 2013, I think had the record for most subscribers at 10 million. Uh, they had 2 billion page views uh, or like like video views and they were on top of the YouTube world. This is Ray William Johnson? This is Ray William Johnson went to Norman <laughs> went to North, North High School. Norman North High School. Ray, something about uh, Ray William Johnson growing up in a big 12 college town tracks it does it really it does. really does and and like if you don't remember the show equals three was was ray william johnson's show and it was essentially america's funniest home videos but instead of the host wearing a suit the host wore like a t-shirt and stood in front of a wall of pages from the watchman comic yeah and he would just like watch a viral video and then roast the person in the video yep. but they weren't viral videos like Charlie D'Amelio dancing. There were viral videos like fail videos. Back in the day they when viral like, video meant something. When it meant when something, it was right. its it was own like, like genre. It was like Charlie bit me and yeah. he couldn't like TikTok it where he was like reacting in real time. Like you would as the viewer you would watch the whole video and then you would watch Ray William Johnson yep. react to it. I watched hundreds of episodes of Equals 3. I love Equals 3. It was amazing. Hundreds. It was so good. Equals 3. And it looked like and Equals 3 looked like at least I think this is what he was going for. It was like a heart, but instead of a heart, it was a penis. Yeah, but without a like without the head. Right. So in the same year that Ray William Johnson surpassed 10 million YouTube subscribers and two billion page views, uh, his high school was doing something unbelievable. There were four professional athletes at Norman North at the same time in 2013, and there have been none since. Okay. Do you know who those four professional athletes These are? Four professional athletes. The the Fuller brothers. No, I'll tell you all of them. So one is a soccer player. His name is Mauro Cicero. Okay. Uh, two professional football players, Jordan Evans and Charlie Kolar. Okay. Uh, I think one is a tight end and the other is uh, maybe a lineman. Uh, and then probably the biggest and most famous is uh, an All-American point guard for the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young. Trey Young, okay. Trey Young and... and well, I didn't go to high school together, but Trey Young going to the same high school as Ray, as William, Ray Johnson. William Johnson is not something I was prepared for. Okay, Trey Young, all-star point guard of the Atlanta Hawks. So Trey Young yeah. is incredible. He is like, in order to get him, Doncic was traded. Or Do Dokic, Don I don't I don't know how to say the dude's name. But he like Well, which you just said two different names, and they're I think both like leaning on which on a different player. Oh, is it Luka Doncic or Nikola Jokic? The one with the D. I think they both have Luka. D's, but okay, oh, Luka Doncic. Shit. Okay, one of them was like, like he went, I think, fourth or fifth in the draft, and he has been incredible. He's been like an absolute stud for the Hawks, and even though they haven't like really made it anywhere while he's been on the team, he is like a, a proper superstar. Uh, he's been on the team for five years now, and he played all four years in college at Oklahoma. Um, yeah, Luka Doncic. Look at that. Yeah. Man, I know you love the Hawks and Trey Young. That was a bad trade. That was a <laughs> tremendously bad trade. Wow, that's terrible. Holy. That's bad news. For, he was he went to the Mavericks. That's why I brought up yeah, the Mavericks he's the earlier, guy. right? Yeah. 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 He's like the 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 white goat. Yeah. <laughs> like that's Eastern European LeBron. That's as bad as what the Chicago Bears just did. Or what the, the Panthers Chicago just Bears. did. 
to the Chicago Bears. But the other way around, what the Bears did to the Panthers. The Bears get the first pick now, right? No, Bears traded the first pick for a pretty good wide receiver. Uh, and then like the the ninth pick, the 61st pick, uh, first round next year, and a second round the year after that for just for the first pick for this year. In a year where the there Bears- were four first pick quality quarterbacks well the bears don't need a quarterback correct like, yeah the, that is one of the few things the bears yeah, no, the bears definitely have the bears came out way ahead way ahead on this the, the, yeah. the panthers look like idiots so as anyway, i was reading about yeah. norman north and these four incredible athletes i kept digging into things and i was like what is the story of this high school how did it end up being so incredible and why were these four athletes all at school at the same time and how did they become so good and how come nobody has become anything since there's been one other notable alumni and it was an actor on nickelodeon okay uh and he was like two years later and i think it comes down to the leadership that came from norman north class president in 2013 a young lady by the name of sarah sankak sanchak i have no idea s-a-n-c-a-k how would you pronounce that word probably sanchak yeah i've seen pictures of her but now only because you had me thinking about sports and and like a lot of sports and and luka Doncic and yeah okay so she is not eastern european she is i like i don't want to assume her race but she is definitely either some sort of polynesian or American native. Uh, I have no idea. So I'm, and I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce her name, but I think she had incredible leadership because while she was at school, she was the class president. She was dating an offensive lineman for the Sooners, which is kind of weird. Uh, Indeed, yeah. <laughs> like she's a high schooler, man. You said it like it was like it was 1970 and not <laughs> six years ago. 2013 was six years Whatever, ago. Ten years ago. 10 years ago. Uh, But she, so I start reading about her. Incredible person. She is dealing with her own shit storm. So she has no idea that she's going to school with all these incredible athletes. Like, right, like put her in your shoes, like put yourself in her shoes. Think back to when you were in high school and you were going to school with Josh Woodrum, who would play in the league. Michael Cole, who would get injured uh, shortly after Yeah, I don't know if you remember seven foot one center Josh Henderson. Josh Henderson. But like, we we knew that he was going somewhere. But... (laughs) But he wasn't even the most impressive. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, uh, he was. <laughs> no, Jacob Sire coaches for Auburn swimming. That's the most that impressive. That does not to me. matter. Oh, Jacob, I think that matters. Jacob Sire did not make the Olympics. He did not, but he did swim against Phelps. Like there are races sure, of them sure. competing. But also, like we didn't have a pool at the school. Like correct. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we went with like yeah, with a seven foot one dude. We had some really incredible people All in our I'm graduating is, like, class. I knew but- we were going to school with athletes. <laughs> I was aware. But we didn't know who they were going to become. We didn't know that, like, you know, we didn't We didn't know. She was going to school with Trey Young. Yeah, she had no idea. You know, an all-American, two-time all-star, one of the best point guards in the league, described as, like, the young Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, And she was dealing with her own battle at the time. Sarah's younger sister had a rare genetic, genetic disease. And all throughout high school... Her sister is battling this weird disease that causes her to go into comas for months on end that she's dealing with, that she's, uh, you know, going through all these things. And anytime the media would pick up the story, we did go to high school with somebody like this. We went to high school with Kendall Bain, if you remember this. Yes. Uh, She was one of these sort of like viral stories that like when we went to college, my college roommate who went to high school in in Richmond had a T-shirt for the girl... I went to high school with in Roanoke, which if you don't know, Virginia is three hours away. Like there's no reason her story should have gone that far. And I'm very glad that it did. Kendall was an incredible person. Well, Sarah was dealing with her little sister, Mary, who had a rare genetic disorder. And any time that they would do these viral stories about it, they wouldn't interview Mary's parents. They would interview Sarah and she would tell them stories about what's going on in the hospital. She would talk about like the weeks and weeks of overnight care, the all all this stuff that's going on. And I just thought it was so cool. It was so incredible that all of this happened. Well, 2013 comes and goes. All of these students are at the school together. Sarah's a senior. She graduates. She goes to, I think, Oklahoma. 2015, she comes back to Norman North. She organizes a prom for kids in the hospital. And she gets... Yeah, and she that's, gets that's uh, pretty cool. Oklahoma cheerleaders and Oklahoma football players to take hospitalized and long-term care unit kids 
to a prom and they like bring a limo and they like, you know, they bring these like handicap accessible limos. They load the, the kids in the limos. They bring them. They have the, you know, the lineman boyfriend. They have all these, you know, kids dancing with cheerleaders and these beautiful cocktail dresses and just kind of make this like wonderful night out of the whole experience. Sure. Well, fast forward another two years and Mary, Sarah's little sister passes away and she's, she's gone. And you know, Sarah went to high school with all these incredible people and she runs a GoFundMe for her little sister. And you go into the GoFundMe and you look at the top donors. None of the four athletes donated anything for the memorial. Okay. But she still had this huge widespread impact. And they were their goal was to raise $3,000. They ended up raising $7,500. That's awesome. And they get some brands involved in it. Uh, like Zappos sends like flowers, which I don't know what Zappos has to do with anything, but they're they're in on this whole Zappos thing. Zappos is that company where you just like buy stuff on the internet, right? Like they were trying. No, to you be- buy shoes. They were like a were shoe they just people. Shoes. They were like shoes, but they weren't like sneakerhead shoes. They were like <laughs> no, they were like buy grandma's Birkenstocks, yeah. not like your cool Birkenstocks, like the lame Birkenstocks. Lame Birkenstocks, the Batulas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Buy Nayot. Buy. Sketchers from Zappos.com. Zappos.com. Buy, buy 400 series new balances from <laughs> Zappos.com. I'm sorry. Go to the go to the Zappos.com homepage right now, please. And tell me if you have an ad that says no. You might have to do it on the computer. I don't know. Oh, but I'm afraid to touch my computer. Okay, that's fair. Um, but go to the Zappos. <laughs> I have an ad that says "Make the barista the say holy cannoli. cannoli" in like in like Calibri font. Like, I feel like I just came like across aerial. a real life Easter egg. Like <laughs> I did this recently um, on Yelp, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. But yeah, Sarah's sister yeah. passes away. She raises all this money, and I like to think Trey Young was doing something, but maybe he wasn't. I like to think he was probably playing basketball at Oklahoma and had no money because this was prior to the deal. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I keep digging and I'm like, well, what's Sarah doing now? And I was like, well, maybe I'll look her up on LinkedIn. She's not on LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. What kind of professional adult is not on LinkedIn? Uh, I, you're not exactly. And then I was like, you know what? She's younger than me. I know why she's not on LinkedIn. <laughs> like, Old people are on yeah. LinkedIn. Old people who like care about marketing yeah. are on LinkedIn. People who are looking so for just, jobs. So I Google her name and I'm like, well, what's Sarah up to these days? And I find that she got her degree in public health, which I thought was like, wow, what an incredible story that like you had this huge challenge and then like you chose to face that and fight it and keep going through. Uh, And since then she has graduated and just last year she proposed a bill to the greater Oklahoma City like committee banning, uh, she's fighting for public health and she's like introducing policies and bills. And the one that she most recently proposed, at least as far as I could tell, was a ban on um, nicotine and tobacco usage in public buildings because Oklahoma is like a tobacco hub. Like people smoke there a lot. Uh, And she was very clear in her proposal that like this is not to do with like Native American traditional tobacco usage, but like commercial tobacco. You can't smoke Marlboros in public parks and at the government buildings. And I was like, well, why is she so passionate about this? So I read the proposal. And apparently the community that she lives in spends $3.7 billion every year on tobacco-related illnesses like things that can be directly traced back to tobacco like just in oklahoma city in i think yeah yeah it's over a thousand dollars per person good christ uh and i was like well what's going on here and i thought about her back in high school and this like amazing group of people that came through and i was like i need to learn more about 2013 and why there were so many incredible students at this school at this time and why it hasn't happened since then and i really think it was a perfect storm it was all the right pieces at the right time with the right leadership doing the right thing because i dug into it and 2013 was not a remarkable year for norman north in 2013 norman north uh split only 118 million dollars for with the norman public school system which might sound like a good chunk of change but for reference fairfax which is the school system that my wife went to has an annual budget of 3.4 billion dollars and even our high school in roanoke county public schools has an annual budget of 174 million dollars so 118 million dollars like our high school was nice but it wasn't like incredible you know and some of our coaches are pretty good but they weren't like 
amazing. I think it was just yeah. this incredible Josh, coincidence. Josh Henderson's basketball coach was a real piece of shit, turns out. Yeah, yeah, it was really God. awful. He was a really bad guy. Uh, but like Tiki and Rondé Barber's coach yeah. uh, was our principal. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, he just stuck around, yep. got promoted. Do you know your wife's high school is also the high school of Mia Hamm? It's the high school of a lot of famous people. I know. I just like, I was looking at Mia Hamm's Wikipedia page recently and it was just like, you know, Lake Braddock Secondary or whatever. And I was like, what, what yeah, the hell? Yeah, it's Lake Braddock Secondary. Yeah. <laughs> like the same one? This is so, it's a funny story about Emily's high school. She had, like, we had 200 people in our graduating class. She had like 2,000. Yeah. Uh, we went to her 10 year reunion with three children. Yeah. Emily has the most kids of anybody that anybody at the school could remember. I mean, that's not entirely surprising. You guys had a lot of kids pretty young. I'm 30. You were not 30 when Holden was born. I was And also 29. your wife was 28 when Holden was born. I a know. lot of people are not, especially a lot of people from affluent neighborhoods, are not 28 when their third kid is born. I know. I know. Like, I just not, thought that hating, was wild. I'm not saying you guys, you, but you guys definitely did it the Roanoke way, not the Fairfax County way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh I bet you have. I don't. I doubt there's anybody at that we graduated with that had more kids than you. I would have to look at it. I would have to really think about it. I don't know many people we graduated with that have any kids. Uh, like Chris and Sarah have one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a three but didn't weeks at ago. our ten year reunion. Like, <laughs> yeah, Sarah was pregnant. Uh, I had COVID. Uh, uh, who else? I like. I can't think of anybody that has kids from our graduating class. I think Taylor and Tori Paris have a few. Uh, uh, yeah. This is the part of the podcast that we can never escape from where we just dox people. <laughs> it dox people we went to high school with. Okay. Uh, well, so anyway. anyway, so Sarah from Norman North is doing incredible things right now. And I think, so one of the incredible things about Norman in general is not only is it the home of Oklahoma University, but it's also the home of the National Weather Center. Um, and I think in 2013, they really just had a perfect storm. And I think... What Sarah's trying to do now, having witnessed everything that she's witnessed in her life, is trying to help her community reach the potential that it can reach in any way that, it, that she can. Because she knows that when all the pieces are in the right place, amazing things can happen. Uh, and I think that's what she's working towards is, you know, in everything I've done in life, I know that it's about being in the right place at the right time. And in order to be there, you have to show up. And I think she's trying to make more opportunities for people to show up. And that is my incredible story for the day that is awesome it's very cool good for sarah sanchak yes it can't be sankak i refuse to believe that it it's can't sankak. be <laughs> uh i might be wrong with that but that's okay uh congratulations sarah sanchak if you're somehow listening to this um oh i'm sending it to her are you for sure okay but what if what if what if somehow the stars aligned like that <laughs> <laughs> that Trey Young listens and is like, oh, yeah, I remember Sarah. <laughs> and then Trey Young <laughs> listens to Bacon and Eggs. <laughs> if Trey Young listens hey, to Trae Bacon Young and Eggs, will you be a Hawks fan? Yeah, absolutely. If any professional <laughs> athlete was like, yeah, I listen to Bacon and Eggs, I'd become a fan of them. Uh, Trey Young, if you're listening, I'm sorry about what I said about Luka Doncic. <laughs> it was a great I mean, trade. <laughs> I'm glad they got you. Trey Young makes a lot more sense to the Hawks, honestly. I mean, if you, if you are an NBA scout in 2018... And your option is like Eastern European guy who might be good and kicks the ball a lot, or maybe the next Steph Curry. Who are you taking? I mean, yeah, it's an interesting one, right? Like you don't normally hear right. like, oh, the franchise player got traded for the so they could draft the other franchise player. Right. Uh, That's Eli Manning's story. That was yeah. like the Chargers thing, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> that was Drew. Teach Brees. me something, Ethan. Is Eli Manning? Eli Manning was drafted by the Chargers. Drew Brees was drafted by the Chargers. What? Yeah. Drew Brees like, played for the Chargers before Phillip Rivers. So Eli Manning was not drafted to the Giants. Okay. That's all I know. I know there's a story. There's 30 for 30 on this That's topic. Fair. I know hey, that. Hey, Brett Favre was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Never played He's a down to, for him. I, th I think can. This is what I think would be interesting. This is my proposal to the NFL. You can draft free agents. Like you can redraft people? Yeah. Like, like. Aaron Rodgers can elect to, like, sign up for the 2024 draft. <laughs> so then I it's like, whoever gets him, high. maybe not. But then it's like, whoever gets him, you know? Carolina would be like, done, sold. We want him. <coughs> Fair. I also have a story for you. It is a much okay, less tell. uplifting story. Because um, I didn't really, you just. Well, mine could have been sad. I could have been like, Sarah was busy with her dying sister. The end. <laughs> You you told me to, to give you an interesting story that you didn't know. And so this is an interesting story that you almost certainly do not know. 
Uh, are you familiar with Dave Scott? David Scott, the lead singer of Hollywood? No. No, Dave Scott. Uh, Dave Scott was... Was I right about that, though? David Scott is... That's David something else. I don't think it yeah, is. Yeah, no. It is. All David... Right. Um, I know who you're talking about, but the, he, he's David something else. Okay, who's Dave Scott? Dave Scott was a uh, NASA Apollo astronaut, right? He was the seventh man to walk on the moon. Um, and this is a story. So I've I've been casually getting into. I do want to pause you right here. Everybody should know the name of everybody that's ever walked on the moon. Ever, I think that should be like this is literally like before like you the, learn this is like the a big plot point in The Martian by Andy Weir. Is that like Mark okay. Watney was like the the like eighteenth person to land on Mars or whatever based on how <laughs> they stepped out of the rover? He was the the like last person to come out of the Ares three mission, um, <laughs> and so it was like the you know the first people were heroes, the second people got a handshake. We'll get something, you know. Right. Uh, anyway, so I've been casually getting into uh, to watch collecting, right? Um, not in like a, I'm gonna go out and buy a Rolex way, but in a just like like finding interesting little uh, timepieces by interesting little brands. And this is um, a story. This is a real David and Goliath moment in the history of watchmaking. This is about the a watch called the Bulova Lunar Pilot. Um, I love Bulova. My nicest watch is a Bulova. Well, let me tell you what you can you could spend more money than you should on a reproduction of this exact model um at probably at Macy's because Bulova is like a department store brand now um i got mine in Walt Disney World that tracks uh, there's nothing wrong with Bulova but they they make a lot of great products they've they've always made a lot of great products um anyway so let me let me tell you about 1957 okay in 1957 the watch brand omega who you know as or you may know is like you know they make the bond watches that's daniel craig's sponsor and all that stuff Mm -hmm. uh, they make a watch, they still make it to this day, called the Omega Speedmaster. Uh, it is a mechanical chronograph, which just means you have a button on it where you can time stuff, right? It's mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, it was invented for race car drivers in the 50s, basically. They're the official timekeepers of the Olympics, and they, so they made this watch called the, the Omega Speedmaster. And now, in a few years later, NASA calls up to all these these famous Swiss, wa Swiss watchmakers and go, hey, we're going to send people to space, right? We need a watch that can go to space with people. And so they they um, called out to like 10 different manufacturers, one of which was Omega, obviously, one of which was Bulova, obviously. And Bulova and Omega both made watches designed to handle the rigors of space. And they did a lot of stuff to them. And they like, you know, beat the crap out of them, dropped them, smashed them, sent them to the bottom of the ocean, lit them on fire, all kinds of stuff just to make sure that like when this watch goes to space, it's not going to explode um, because you need to be able to, to time stuff. Right. The Apollo astronauts landed on the moon with like, uh, I think, like 64 like bytes of computer stuff. I know, it's wild, it's like, man. It, it, like, it's like, like they, they couldn't run Pokemon they Red couldn't run on the moon, like Doom. <laughs> at all right like, they would they could do nothing right so all the it was all math this is what hidden figures is about uh, and it was a lot of timing um knowing when to to burn and thrust and all that stuff so they had to have a reliable timepiece and it was basically nasa was trying to come up with the standard issue astronaut watch or they were going to call it the moon watch it was going to be the watch to go to the moon ultimately the omega speedmaster was selected it just performed better in the test, they beat out Boulevard, they beat out Longines, they beat out Rolex, they beat out all these other famous brands that people may or may not have heard of. And they got the contract, right? So they they made the standard issue, the Moonwatch. It's it's a black face uh, with black dial um, and like a thing around the outside that tells you how fast something's going based on how far it's traveled in a certain amount of time. Um, and, you know, just a, just a silver watch with a black dial. It's, it's you know, nothing spectacular. Um, it was designed for a purpose. It's a purpose-built machine. Uh, you can still get them to this day. They're like $6,000. Uh, they will probably also make the Mars watch. But it's not about this because, uh, you know, Neil Armstrong had his, Buzz Aldrin had his. They all, they were the standard issue moon watch, right? They, they went to the moon with the Apollo 11 astronauts, and they went to the moon with the Apollo 12 astronauts. And they went almost all the way to the moon with the Apollo 13 astronauts. And they went all the way to the moon with the Apollo 14 astronauts. And this continued right up until you get to Apollo 15, you get to this guy named Dave Scott, right? Now, what happened is in 1970, even 1970, NASA redid this round of tests, right? Where they were like, we're just going to check to make sure that we're still good on the speedy, right? We're going to do it again. Yeah. So Rolex, cook your thing up. Everybody else, cook your watches back up. Show us what you got. And Omega wins again, right? No contest. But Bulova's like, hey, we're really proud of this 
fucking watch that we made for you guys, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to give one each to the three astronauts of the Apollo 15 mission, just as like a commemorative thing. It didn't have a name. It was a prototypical piece. There was three of them, one for Dave Scott, one for the other two guys whose names I don't know off the top of my head. Well, Dave Scott decides, I'm just going to bring this motherfucker to the moon with me. Just brings it as like personal cargo, right? He was like, they mm -hmm. made this one just for me. This is sick. You know, I'm, I keep it. It's my watch. It belongs to me. It doesn't belong to the government. Like it's not standard issue. Uh, just brings it, tucks it in the pocket of his suit, right? Gets a special band for it just so that, you know, God forbid something happens. He's got another, he's got a backup watch, right? Mm -hmm. Well, God forbid something happened. No way. The crystal, the, 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 the thing on the, that stops air from getting to the watch, like the glass, right? It's referred to as a watch yeah, crystal. Yeah. Um, pops off the front of his Omega Speedmaster and while he's out in no space. No way. <laughs> Which renders it completely useless, right? It doesn't do, right. it's, yeah, you, yeah. you know, it's just immediately like, I, I, I don't know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't watch anymore. I can't do the watch thing anymore. We, we're not timing anything, got it? <laughs> it's... Wait, time is irrelevant, right. man. What is so go great bit grit the, the Admiral gets his time from Omega. So <laughs> Right, exactly. Um so he is like, Well, good news, buddy. I've got another watch. Right? And so this is it is the only his copy is the only like personal watch to ever go into space. It is the only personal watch to land on the face of the moon and 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 exist and do work on the moon. It is the only non-Omega Speedmaster to work in in space and all that. But what that did was give Bolivar the right to be like, we made a fucking moon watch. That's awesome. And so he gets back and you know, holds on to this thing forever, right? Because he could just keep it. It's, it belongs to him, right? The rest of them, Neil right. Armstrong's belong to the you know, is Neil Armstrong's is in a museum. Buzz Aldrin's was stolen on the way to the Smithsonian and is missing. That's pretty cool. Right? Like, I, that's a different story for a different day. I did not have time to dig into what happened there, but it was just like... I bet Sarah has it. <laughs> I bet Sarah Sanchak <laughs> has it. But so, a few years ago, my man's like, I'm getting up to the end of my life, right? And I want to make sure that this goes to a good... You know, a person who's going to, like, take care of it, right? Because it's just, you know, it's it's my thing, right? I don't want the government to have it because the government never had it. I don't want to go to a museum. I want somebody who gives a shit about this watch to have it and decide what to do with it next, right? So mm -hmm. he's like, he talks to Christie's, and he's like, which is an auction house. He's like, I want to put it up for auction, right? I think, you know, it'll be great... Donate the money to charity, like or probably you'll probably get like fifty grand for it. Because this guy's just like I, you know, I'm the ninth person to land on the moon. Whatever. I, or I spoke. I was supposed to be the ninth person to land on the moon. Apollo thirteen didn't make it, so I ended up being seventh. Um, and this does he donate it to Norman North? He does not donate it to Norman North. It does, however, sell for one point six million dollars. Good lord, which is wild for two reasons. One. That this man thought that the watch that he took to the surface of the moon that still that he never wore again after that still is the original like like NASA issued Velcro strap that goes around the outside of his spacesuit on it that he never wore again never cleaned that still has moon dust on it was like yeah you get fifty grand for it you can, this was like three years ago you can go out right now and pay more for a Rolex at Fink's Jewelers than that. <laughs> <laughs> Like a brand new one will cost you seven thousand dollars. How much? How much would you pay for a moon rock? How much would I pay for a moon rock? Yeah, it's a great question, right? Because like at the point where I'm allowed to buy a moon rock, it has been com commoditized to the point where I wouldn't pay more than five hundred dollars for it. Right. I think. I mean, I'd be willing to bet you could Amazon moon rock right now. I don't think they bring a lot of moon rock back with them. We haven't been to the moon rock to the moon since like. Fucking Dave Scott might have been the last guy to be on the moon, honestly. Well, we're closer to the next person to be on the moon. We're definitely than the last closer to the next person, person being on the sure. moon than the last one. Because yeah. like somebody else will get to the moon, and, and we as America can't handle that. Yeah, no, we're be, uh, screw that. No, 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 no. So anyway, welcome to welcome to USA Moon. So anyway, Bulova doesn't do anything with this information for fifty years, <laughs> and then Dave Scott is like, "I'm gonna sell my." of a prototype moon watch for this charity auction and finally this brand that's changed hands like 14 times since then is like maybe we should reissue this motherfucker 
Maybe we should make our own version that people would want to buy. Yeah. And they did. Uh, they are. Do you, do you have one? I do one? not. I do not. Because, so, I don't know what the original ones are going for, but the original ones, they, they've done two different variants now. The original ones are 45 millimeter watches, which are. That's big. That's big. Especially for a circular watch. That's very big. This one I have here is 42, and it already looks big enough on me. Um. I probably wouldn't buy that. Also, it's like, it's a quartz movement. There's nothing wrong with that, but like they do want a lot of, like the new ones, the second edition are like $900 for a quartz watch. That would be more than I've ever paid on a watch. Yeah, well that would be more than, than 99% of people have ever or would ever pay for a watch with a quartz movement. Right. Like what that means is you still have to put a battery in it. Like Wait, you do have to put a battery in it? You do have to put a battery in it, yeah. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, no, it's like the same... Well, it's obviously not the same movement. Bulova invented the like Accutron movement, and there's uh, quartz watches are more accurate than than automatic watches by far. But they don't have all the stuff. There's not all the gears and the fun crap, you know. Yeah, I want the gears. You want the steampunk stuff, right? Like, yeah. Like this one I'm Give wearing right gears. now um, has like a, you can it has like an open back. You can like look at the at the yeah at the guts. Look at the goods. It's got all that like that good like watch stuff in it. For what it's worth, this is the uh, this is a. It's called the Hamilton Khaki Pilot Day Date, and it is the watch that Matthew McConaughey wears in Interstellar, not the one he gives to his kid, because that one's small, and I have big wrists. My nicest watch, I believe it cost more than my Apple Watch, which is my day-to-day -day watch right now. Uh, you have the new Apple Watch, like, Ultra Max, right? No, I have the um, Series 8, just like the standard, not the SE, but also not the ultimate yeah, yours looks sharp like the, though i like the redo they did for those where it, yeah, like, it looks, looks more like good. a watch yeah got, it also i mean i have a custom band on it it is uh a, i don't think it's a genuine leather it's probably a leather match but it's just it's from the commander's store it's got a w on it yeah it's a sharp looking uh, piece. uh my my most expensive watch is and, and probably my favorite watch is my bull of a goofy and friends i uh, i'm familiar with the one you're talking about yeah which has uh goofy mickey donald Pluto and I love that it's called Goofy and Friends. That's like maybe my favorite detail about it. <laughs> right. That like Mickey's, Mickey's on, on it, it and it's yeah. called Goofy and yeah. Friends. Um and it has a red and blue band. And I think that just looks so sharp. Yeah, no, that's that's sweet. I actually I don't think I'm familiar with this thing you're talking about. I don't think I've seen you wear it. Um I probably have. Really? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, so my thing is like this. This watch I'm wearing is like U.S. military, like standard. Like Hamilton's been around since the the 1890s. They're older than Rolex. Like they were the U.S. military issue watch, and, and they gave these out to pilots who like completed a certain amount of flights and stuff like that. I don't give a shit about that. I care because Matthew McConaughey wore an Interstellar. Yeah, but he gives a shit about all that. Well, yeah. So, so it, it actually is a pretty cool um, inclusion. In, in in that, like, they thought about that one, right? And, like, the one that he gives Murph that, like, leaves, he leaves on the thing that ends up being, like, the watch, like, never existed. It was, like, really? it was, like, customized. Like, the props master just was, like, okay, we need two, like, Hamilton watches. Those are, like, the military pilot spec. That's what NASA would have given Cooper for being the pilot with them or whatever, right? Right, right, right. And so, basically... Uh, they're like, they don't clear it because nobody clears watch props in movies because you could just put watches in movies. I don't know why. Um, usually it's the actors wearing their own watches, like more often than not. Really? Yeah. You'll see this a lot in TV, especially you will notice like a lot of TV characters wearing Rolexes that have no reason to be wearing Rolexes. So, uh, Jonathan on Stranger Things. Yeah. He's a watch yeah. guy. He, he, and he likes the small time pieces the like you're talking yeah, about. The Stranger Things watches are actually really good to like be part of the story because like wills um wills is like a like a you can play like some video game on it and like oh, that's cool yeah uh one of them has like the casio like calculator watch and they're all like period accurate um so that is definitely yeah. part, part of props and costuming um but yes yeah, also so, this, this is a fun fact about jonathan from stranger things and i cannot for the life of me think of the actor's charlie name heaton. charlie heaton is a big cologne guy a lot of hollywood guys are cologne guys a lot that's of hollywood not super guys uncommon. are cologne guys yeah but he apparently like is like very into the chemistry of it and very yeah. into like the chemistry of the oils on his skin and like jonathan looks like he smells like weed yeah definitely but, a, but apparently jonathan like every actor who works on the show says this that like when they work on the scenes with him he smells amazing I'm sure, yeah <laughs> i believe um i believe harry styles is the same way that like yes i heard styles this. is really into like his own like personal sense and picks like yes. really like interesting androgynous sense yes um, that complement his just like sort his of oils persona, really really yeah. well because like um, if you buy cheap colognes which is generally what i do they yeah. just like don't work right like after yeah they don't work know, 20 well, minutes yeah. the scent is gone 
Yeah. Um, which I did. I did buy like a like a dupe, like a cheap dupe of one of Harry Styles colognes. And that's the one I wear because oh, I can't afford I wanna... Tom Ford tobacco vanille because right. it's $500 <laughs> an ounce. Um, yeah. No. So like I'm, I'm much more interested in collecting like like I would much rather have the like Timex Mickey Mouse watch that Robert Langdon wears than like yeah. most things. That's that's what I want. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Most of my watches. Um, so my thing with watches, I love that you brought watches up. I The reason I like nice watches is because they're made with stainless steel or nicer metals. Yeah. And that's really the only reason that I like started buying expensive yeah. watches is because I would break out in a terrible uh-huh. rash if it was a nickel watch. And that's how like I, I, I like the, the Goofy and Friends watch, I think it was like $300. And that's my most expensive watch. So it's not like I have crazy nice watches or anything uh but i do like a nicer you can get a lot of really good stuff in that two three hundred dollar range honestly like yeah because like there are brands like well, Seiko. that one feels nice i mean it you know, feels really Scott solid like a, yeah like but that's the thing is like there's so many um i mean Bulova doesn't exactly fuck around like they are like kind of a weird like macy's brand now um in that just like they make a lot of like really weird like blingy like you know, with fake rhinestones and stuff in it, like a lot of weird, like, you know, mall counter stuff, but they also make some legitimately good stuff. Um, you know, they're a Japanese brand. I think at this point, uh, doing stuff like that, they're cool. They make the make a bunch of cool stuff. They do sell a $900 quartz lunar pilot, um, which is a lot of money to pay for a quartz watch from a, you know, brand that doesn't really have prestige history. But you know, if you want one, they're, they're out there. You can get them. You probably get them at your, your Macy's right now. You, the listener. Who, who wants this? This, this reminds this story very much reminds me of the like the lunar pen. And I dead ass thought this whole time that you were going to be like, I I so, oh, I lost you. Are you back? I'm back. Yeah. So this story reminds me so much of the lunar pen story. And I dead ass thought that at the end of it, you were going to be like, yeah, so they make this incredible watch and they can't figure it out. And then Homeboy uh, brings like a Timex digital watch and obviously it fucking works in space well i mean yeah like actually (laughs) you you know i i think that a lot of the um this is the thing because like i I listen to a couple like you know podcasts i'm just like like loosely getting into this hobby and the answer to everything at the end of the day is like oh if you want like the watch that the guys in the military are wearing buy a buy a g-shock if you want the watch that that, like yeah he took a g-shock and the cops are wearing (laughs) buy a g-shock like at the end of the day like everybody's just wearing g-shocks you just don't want the the answer to be like you can go pick up a, a hundred dollar you know Casio watch that is the answer. But I right, do I do tend works. to think a lot of the like the Timex like the digital watches would definitely not survive in space. Like you would think you would think uh, <laughs> but you do you just sort of want to have the like LED or uh, not the 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 screen is going to be the problem. Right. But like screens don't do great in just like zero gravity environments and like you you saying that like the the that this Bulova watch is the last one in space does make me want to like I I feel in my heart of hearts that I've seen the ISS and on the ISS there are people wearing Apple watches. Oh, probably. Yeah. And this is the thing is like, you That's know, space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I said on the moon. Oh, okay. So we, haven't been, we haven't been to the moon since the Apollo missions. Like, right. I don't remember which was the last one. It might have been that one. Um, right. They probably do have Apple watches in space. That's what like pilots and stuff wear now. Like the the, the answer is either buy a G Shock or buy an Apple Watch. But like that answer is the most boring answer because like Apple watches are cool if you're into that kind of thing. But like it, they're they're also just like it's a tool only, right? Like there's there's you know there's a lot to be said for an Apple Watch. There's a lot to be said against an Apple Watch. They're not like a collector's item. Yeah. Nobody, nobody Actually, at this point is going to be like, oh, cool Apple Watch. Yeah, no, I I, I wear mine and it, it serves a function yeah. and it is helpful yeah. and it, it makes my day easier. Uh, I, I will say this to wrap the show uh, that I, I on, on the terms of Apple Watches not being a collector's item. Um, if you own an Apple Watch Series 2 right now, you straight up cannot sell it. It is not worth anything. I believe it. Yeah, that was the one they like hard discontinued. Yeah, the Series 2 and the Series 1 are not worth money. Well, no, because you could still buy... When, so this was the weird thing is when when they introduced the series three they discontinued the series two and they stopped selling them but you could still buy the series one at that point that's so weird. and then for like I don't I don't know if it's still the case I doubt it's still the case there it had to have been another one at this point but it was like through the four five and like six you could still buy the three because it was the last one that came in that forty two millimeter that thirty eight forty two case size right everything from the four on was forty forty four which they were the exact same case just it's more right. screen but nobody understood that. <laughs> 
Right. And but like like truthfully, like if you owned an Apple Watch, like an Apple iPhone, like the original iPhone, you could sell it for thousands of dollars. Yeah. The original Apple Watch is worth literally nothing. Yeah, I believe it. I have one around here somewhere. Well, I've owned Series Eight. I've owned a few Apple Watches in my life. My most recent one, I think, is a six, maybe a seven. I, Can't be a seven. I was a, a Fitbit guy on the smartwatch for a long time, and I have completely converted with the God, Series Eight. God, there's nothing I hate more than Fitbit people. I mean, it is. What I liked about it was that it was insanely accessible. That like anybody could have a Fitbit. Yeah, but then people would buy like the the Fitbit and, charge and like the the ones like oh, it can read your text messages and stuff. It's like, boy, you'll just do anything not to have an Apple Watch, won't you? And they thought they were better because they had a Fitbit. Like a lot of people, it may not have been you. I, there are so a lot of people like this, and you definitely it had was made definitely these comments. me. Yeah. I think my favorite. I think my favorite was probably like the best era of Fitbit for me. I had a Versa, which was like their smartwatch option, and it was okay. It was fine. My favorite Fitbit I think I had ever, ever had could read text messages and could tell you who was calling. But what I really liked about it most was that it like it told me the time and it counted my steps. That was like, to me, and it sunk, it synced with my phone so that I could use the app. Yeah. And if I wanted to like, you know, really kind of see my data, I could. And that was really what was most important. I didn't mind the text messages yeah. though. It made it helpful. But like, you couldn't respond to texts on any of them. So it was never really I, worth it. So I, I've had a few Apple Watches now. I had the one, the three, the four, and I think the six. Um, I still have the six. That's my, like, I know where it is. Like, I don't wear it often. I do if I'm like going to the gym or doing something like that. I wore it a lot. Last year when I was biking and I, I still like, I, you know, if I get back into working out regularly, I'll keep it charged and everything. But like, it was so hard for me to remember to wear it. Like in in my total time, I was the first person any of us knew that had an Apple Watch. I, I will say that like I had an Apple Watch before anybody else I knew did. Um, I just was able to get it. I was very lucky. They had an exact like opening the day I got like a bunch of graduation money and saw like I went to the Apple store at MacArthur Mall in Norfolk and like they took me in the back and I saw like the, the innards of the Apple store and got an Apple watch and I had it. It was really cool and like I loved it and I wore it for a long time. But like at the end of the day, I don't think I ever, ever in my history of owning Apple watches wore it for like a, a consecutive month without it dying and me like not picking it back up for a week. So I think, and it's always been something the, that's so frustrating to me about myself is that I can't, I can't do it. So like, I, I have not worn my Apple watch in, in six months, like, and I just own it. I'm just like, what am I doing with this thing? Like, why do I have it? Why so do I keep buying this? Is, this is how Apple them. has, wearing them. because at the end of the day, I don't want text messages on my wrist at all. So this is, this is how I think Apple has fixed that problem, at least for me, because I had the same complaint. I had the same, like, and that was the other good thing about the Fitbit was that like you charged it on Saturday and you don't have to charge it again until the following Thursday. Yeah. Uh, the Apple Watch still has that problem. Yeah. It still dies way too quickly. But with USB-C charging, I can get it from 15% to 80% in less than so an hour. you're cutting it in and out? And that to um, me... I, are you telling me you can USB-C charge the new Apple Watch? Okay, he gone. Was your question... Was your question, are you telling me you can USB-C charge the Apple Watch? Yes. Yes, you can. Like, there's a there's a plug. Like... Yeah. Yeah, that's what it comes with. Instead of the instead of the, the titty cup thing. I guess you never had one. Well, this is rapidly becoming unsustainable. I know. Thank you for listening to the new Bacon and Eggs. I have no idea who does our graphics and music. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll see you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>